Michelle Constant on SAFM. You are with SAFM 104-107. So our government and our health minister, uh, Dr. Joe Patler, have briefed the media and they're saying that we are looking at uh, an expected fourth wave of COVID-19 in December and January. We're already seeing today the numbers have risen. So what does this look like? And uh, we thought we'd cross over to the UK where this fourth wave is uh, already looking to be happening. Certainly in Europe and in Eastern Europe, we are seeing it happen uh, to a much greater degree. On the line is our guest, Dr. Sanka Rosani, South African doctor based in the UK. Sanka, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, sir, listeners, and thank you for having me. So, Dr. Rosani, let's go to uh, Europe and the UK. Describe uh, what is happening there currently. I mean, the numbers seem to have shot up. We're hearing also of Austria locking down in a major way, locking unvaccinated people, but now they're also moving towards vaccinated. We're seeing the Netherlands locking down. It seems that, and Germany as well, it seems that there's a major shift. Talk to us about what you're seeing. Now, you got that right, Michelle. That is what's happening in the rest of Europe. But we, we, we need to look at it as to how it's going to impact in South Africa because the examples that we're using are different. As South Africa, we need to be learning and getting prepared. The main problem we're having with this virus is that it's new. We're learning things every day, and there is no one way of dealing with it. Vaccination was never going to be the be-all and end-all. It needed to be followed by other measures that we were using before. But you have to then factor in the community, the, the economy, sorry, and trying to get life going. I'll start by using the UK. Before the Euros, the numbers were very low, very low. As the opening started, I think it was even termed Freedom Day. Then you saw the numbers going up. But it's the numbers of people that are COVID positive. It wasn't translating into the third wave where we were so overwhelmed. Sorry, the second wave and third wave where we were so overwhelmed by the the inpatient admissions and the deaths. So which is where you can be able to see that vaccination on its own is helping because it's cutting the chain between infection, hospitalization, and death. Mm. So you then need to go further and have some restrictions in place. And you need to contrast that with New Zealand because Jacinda Arden went hard. And each, now each time there's an outbreak, an outbreak in New Zealand is usually one or two cases, and they shut that area down. She has then gone the other way and gone to mandatory vaccination, which is trying to balance. And then if you combine, you don't have to be tough either way, but as long as you've got a broad structure, including vaccination, including restrictions, including non-pharmaceutical measures, because we are never going to be in a situation whereby it's 2019. That time is gone. Yeah. Changes need to happen and changes need to continue. So Austria has shown us they they are seeing what's happening and they are doing something about it now. But they are doing it with higher vaccination numbers 
and South Africa Health. Yesterday, mm-hmm. the FDA, CDC, have granted license to Moderna and Pfizer for boosters for everyone. Now, South Africa was still sitting at 30 plus of the population. Mm. 30 plus of the population. The rest of the world is already saying booster. We are still struggling to vaccinate the initial doses. That then shows you clearly what is to come. So, so Dr. Rizani, let's. Um, you, you mentioned two things. Um, well, one actually, mandatory vaccination. We are going to be talking about that in the office space later on in the show. But I'm interested um, if New Zealand says it is mandatory for all. I mean, we're a Chakcharach nation. We're not homogenous, and uh, the chances of us being able to do that are pretty much, I would say, zero. Okay, let me do it like this, Michelle. <laughs> Um, Advocate Camille Premit pointed out that it was accepted that the government made mandatory decisions that affect our bodily integrity, but nonetheless allow us to make informed decisions on what we will do. Similarly, my own view is that the right to bodily integrity is not limited because you are not being forced to be vaccinated. Nobody is going to hold you down. What we, are being able, what we are being told is that there are consequences for your choice. Yes. Okay. So we need to be clear on that. We need to be clear on that. You can, you, you, we, we would love for you to be vaccinated so that we can all be protected. Because, Michelle, COVID-19 is a group assignment. We all <laughs> need to pass. Absolutely. You're in, your, you're in your syndicate. You're in your syndicate group at school. And uh, there's some people who say, well, I'm not going to do anything, but I will take the, take the marks. And there are some people who do all the work and they uh, see there their marks. <laughs> but if in your group, most people are getting 5%, 1%, you're all good to fail. Yeah. But unfortunately, with COVID-19, failure is dying. So we need to get that very clearly. So people like to use mandatory. I'll, I'll, again, I'll again use an example for my setting. In the NHS, Boris has said it clearly. I'm giving you until spring next year, which is April. Mm. If by then you are not fully vaccinated, you are not going to be working in the front line of the NHS. Now, that's not being mandatory. That's telling you you can't work there. Mm. You can go work somewhere where it is not needed but in the front lines of the nhs you can't work quite i will then explain that further because as a doctor if i don't have my hepatitis vaccine and with hepatitis the antibody treaters antibody levels do go down over years and you need to have a booster that is how vaccines work this is not new with covid mm. if my treater level is low i need a happy booster or i'm not going to work this is not new with COVID. Unfortunately, it is now affecting the rest of the population, not just a particular sector. Everyone needs to conform. Now, very important with, 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 with this topic of, 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 of mandatory vaccination in inverted commerce. The UK, again, from next year, fully vaccinated will change because we've seen that if the immunity is waning. 
Now, let me qualify that again. Waning doesn't mean there's nothing left. It still means you will have some semblance of protection, but it's important that you get a booster. Yeah. Jeez, I'm, so I'm, I'm ready to leap for my booster. <laughs> exactly. So, so the important thing now is if when the UK not if when the UK says fully vaccinated has changed to three doses, there is going to be a call from South Africa. I'm not psychic, but there's going to be a call from the South African tourism, decor, and other sectors to say the UK has closed us out because we can't get to the UK now. But it's been announced now, and South Africa as a country is behind. The tourism sector is crying, but you cannot cry and be in an environment where you are at 30% vaccination when the rest of the world is boosting. We need to pull up our socks, all of us, roll up our sleeves and get vaccinated. Now, I think that's a, I'm going to, we're going to have to leave it there, but it's a great, it's a great way to end it. We need to pull up our socks, roll up our sleeves and get vaccinated. Thank you so much to Dr. Sankar Razani, uh, a voice from the UK, but uh, focusing the lens on how we look at vaccination. And as he says, freedom has consequences. So the limitation is not that you have that you are not allowed to not get vaccinated, but you need to understand that the limitation then allows.